Welcome to Chaos People, the science and technology podcast that embraces the chaos. Your hosts are computational geneticist, evolutionary biologist, and Trekkie, Phil, and data scientist, artificial intelligence expert, and coding guru, Nick. Enjoy the show. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Gobble Gobble Day, Nikki. You like turkey? Um, compared to other animals, not... It's like the worst meat. It's no. pre- not worse than chicken, but it's... Oh, what? Okay, okay. Chicken is only good when it's fried. Or heavily seasoned. Hell no. Well, all right. Well, most things are better fried, by the way. Beef is not. Have you had fried beef? No, because no one eats it because it's crap. I've had chicken fried steak. Oh, so chicken fried steak is a very low quality beef. There's a thing called gyukatsu in Japanese. Okay. It's effectively like, well, tonkatsu. You've had tonkatsu, had, right? Yeah. Good point. Imagine that with uh, with beef. But it's, it's like a chicken good. fried steak, right? So it's a very low quality cut, I'm assuming. Yeah, we could get nice cuts. In Japan, they give you the nice cuts. Okay, okay. And they do it, and you put it over rice, and you put a little bit of that sauce on it. Mm, it's good? It's good. It's amazing. I'll have to try that. Okay. Yeah. You just go on forever. But I guess my point is that beef, salt, and pepper, and you're like good to go yeah. most of the time. Right? I think intrinsically the ingredient for beef is top tier. Yeah. Like you have to do minimal amount of work processing to get great flavor. Right. Whereas chicken has to be a little more processed. And turkey yeah. even more so, I would argue. It takes more time to get average value from it. And I think that's because turkey hasn't been domesticate, domesticated for the length of time. Like turkey hasn't been min maxed. The chicken has been min maxed by like every culture. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, the min max of of chicken for flavor and just kind of size, dude. You've seen the 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 gif or not gif of um like the picture of what chickens used to be like fifty years ago compared to now. Oh, but they're like tiny, right? They're tiny. Yeah, yeah. 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 And now they're just this. Yeah, it's all the hormones. Yeah, it just looks like an American. <laughs> You could, t- you could tell the wealth of a nation by their chickens. The size of the chickens, yeah. Mm-hmm. The amount of hormones they put in, pump in, and... Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's crazy. But chicken is the worst. Chicken is the worst? Objectively worse than oh. chicken. Or, I'm sorry. Turkey. Turkey is objectively worse than chicken. I think the only reason I'm going to not say 100% is because I only eat, really eat turkey, you know, at Thanksgiving. And I, and I look forward to the fact that I eat it because it's like a different thing. Yeah, you're, it's, you've uh, associated um, the, the time you experience in Thanksgiving yeah. with the flavor, and which is absolute bullshit. Yeah. It's just no, dry. No, it's, well, it's, you've had a bad – you haven't had my turkey, if you think turkey's dry. No, okay. Yeah. But I haven't had your chicken either. True. Yeah. If you, if you put in the amount of work you did for that oh. turkey with that chicken. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to – like, I love dark meat. Just fucking put that dark meat in my asshole. Just put <laughs> You do just, love, yeah. I just love. Just put it in my asshole. Just yeah. put it right in my asshole. Is how I feel about chicken. <laughs> You're doing anal retro uh, like they did on South Park. That's how you eat. Yeah, just how I absorb things. Yeah, you just yeah. right up your butt. Okay, I just, just yeah. see my mouth and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> so it was. What was it? Uh, uh, what's the lady who got in trouble for saying the N word on her show? Uh, the cooking lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, some some white lady. They had her like yeah, doing yeah. the anal retro turkey <laughs> right. on the South Park. They just episode. go right in, right? She yeah. like just she's talk. like, oh, oh. she's like, yeah, and just goes right in. <laughs> Apparently, tryptophan, yeah, yeah, does not cause sleepiness. No, right? Absolutely not. It's a correlation with 
it's all the good fucking you, carbs you're eating. Yeah, it's a good yeah. times you have in Thanksgiving. So you associate the amount of food you eat and how sleepy you get afterwards. Right. Because you, all the blood is pulled into your belly. Yes. But, yeah, it's more about the volume that you eat versus the uh, the tryptophan. As a, yeah, you you would need boatloads of tryptophan to make your make you drowsy. Apparently, like not enough in its. Oh, but there is a correlation with tryptophan. apparently enough tryptophan will make you drowsy. But I think it's like unhealthy levels of trip. Like tri- you would not be able to ingest that much. Right, and tryptophan is in a lot of things. So it's tryptophan like- is one of the twenty essential amino acids. So it's in all of your proteins. It's like you know. Yeah. So just yeah, yeah. it's just a, a bullshit thing. That yeah. We heard. Yeah. Like you just take a tryptophan pill and you'll fall asleep, kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's bullshit. Um, where you been up in your Star Trek? I watched. Uh, so, Deanna Troy gets hitched. Oh. Oh. Okay. I think I remember this. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she gets. Um, she's part of this society where they do arranged marriages, and. Uh, right. In the arranged marriage, she has to marry this like doctor. Also, this is one of the worst episodes I've ever seen in my life, by the way. This is like the, so bad. There's so many weird shit that's going on. It was like, I, I think it wasn't directed properly or right, yeah. written properly. There was like this huge giant guy who's wearing all gray. His face is gray. Oh, Mr. Mr. Hum? Mr. Hum, hum? Mr. Hum? Yeah. But he is just, in, he is as gray as a background. Yeah. And he uh, annoys you during the. The, the dinner party he hits this little gong and it's just fucking annoying yeah and he's just there to annoy and then he doesn't do anything so you met luxwana troy in this one the yes. mother she yes. is she dude she's a great character i know she's annoying but she's a great character yeah that's gene roddenberry's wife oh what that's in real life that's gene roddenberry afterwards wife. married afterwards or she's pretty uh, they old were married at the time okay uh also she's the voice of the computer Oh, interesting. Well, she she's a great actress. She is. She played a like she played a bitch pretty yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, yeah, the, there's a lot of issues with this one, um, and I think the the interesting thing about this is uh, how the Betazoids are. Like, Deanna Troy and her mom are these Betazoids, so they can talk to each other, right? And they can't they they don't have any. Um, they can't have any filter with one another. Apparently, the Betazoids are this way because they have they can mind read, right? Yeah, and they can communicate without you know using words. They can just kind of talk to each other uh, using their minds. Um, and because of this, uh, she's always honest, right? The the mom. Yes, she has no filter, right? Because you know, it, apparently for her, honesty is like the best thing, and like you know, not to be honest is this whole. Yeah, it's just a, a yeah inefficient they, thing, right. inefficient communication, right? Yeah. What's your opinion on that? It may be efficient, but it hurts people's feelings. I, I think it, brutal honesty. Uh, there's a reason why we don't say everything that's on our minds. Yes. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. Because if we did, we actually had this conversation in work. With, I don't know if you were there. It was during lunch. Like, mm-hmm. what would it be like if we, you know? And I think I think we came to the conclusion we wouldn't like each other anymore, right? We wouldn't be friends because, like, right? Yeah. The only thing is, like, the the, the thought experiment it was with the Betazoids. Um, if your whole peoples can do this already, then you'll have to create a culture where you have nothing to, sh- you know, nothing to hide. Right. Right. But in a culture where the only communication you can do is with you know your physical body and you know, whatever sound that comes out of your mouth, right? Yes. It's effectively all you can do. Yes. 
it's the most inefficient way to communicate something. But you're, there's a lot of processing that goes in to deliver this. There's a lot of execution that goes into. It's like a haiku, right? What we're doing right now, communicating with you. Yeah, I'm not saying you're not experiencing the full me. You're experiencing this small slither of all the processing that's going in, and then you're hearing a little bit of that sound, right? Just a little projection. Yeah, a little little vector of my brain onto you, and I think that's important. Because then you'll get this full-fledged, like, brutal honesty, which is not, I don't I don't think, conducive to a culture. I agree. I think it would, you wouldn't have, um, you'd have a lot more wars, right? You wouldn't have any diplomacy. Uh, it would be, it would be a very, like, again, a species that didn't evolve that way, we'd go through a really fucked up, if we didn't kill ourselves because of it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think it could have that drastic of effects on humanity, where people would lose their minds. Right? I feel like people would just. Um, but I think over time, though, you're right. You would you would become a more healthy society. Actually, I believe. Yes. I, it makes you think. In the, at that point, there is no because um, a barrier between. It's like what we were saying before, where. Like, how do you discern the difference between me and you, right? It's yeah. because of this, this gap that we have. Right. And there's a communication. There's a huge effort on my end to communicate with you. But yeah. the cells in between my my body and my body, the, the communication is like almost instantaneous, right? Yes. Yeah. Through yourself. My, yeah, yeah. Within myself. But if I had the same, if I was just connected, my brain connected to you, then we would be almost this one person. Yeah. Right. And then we we would act accordingly because we have all the information of one another. That's a really good point. And I wonder how efficient humans would be at at that point, right? It's almost like a computer in that way where, you know, a school of fish, they move with like milliseconds of of delay, right? Mm -hmm. When they make that ball. I wonder like what that would do for us as like as far as like achieving things, humanity, right? If you're just like, it's just a thought tornado and you're just able to like move together and like you know yeah i mean like also you'll you'll be in completely like if you go on like um say like a sports arena right yeah that shit will be wild right right the whole the holistic experience of like the passion of everything and it would just overwhelm you but also like you would also understand the, the pain of the other side as well right you would uh, you mean of other people you mean yeah so or do you mean just the raw input would drive you insane with that many people? Well, I mean, I think it's once you have the capacity for being able to understand or feel people, you probably have a higher capacity to accept. Mm. Or would you be jaded? I don't know. I think at some point, this is like, I'm not basing myself on anything because I don't fucking know, of course, right? But I yeah. feel like at some point it becomes noise. I think if there's so many thoughts coming at once, it's like mm. rain. Yeah, right? right, right, right. There's no like, you can't discern anything yeah because the betazoid isn't like they're not they're not that much smarter i don't think they just have this another uh sensory input yeah yeah exactly right yeah right so it's like if you don't have if you're just a human like brain you're gonna do the same thing as you'd be folk the focusing crystal would be very specific to what you want to hear yeah it's like men do like when your wife's talking to you and you're doing something on your computer you're not hearing what she's saying i forgot to uh bring in the trash bins today yeah and uh my wife was annoyed. and i was like i because i'm not doing i'm not forgetting out of spite i just forget, just forget. i know yeah, yeah, yeah. so like it. yeah it's one of those things where it's like yeah um 
if I if I could feel the annoying annoyance you're, early, you're like, oh, I'll oh. be able to like act on it, right? Yeah. So then I would be a good fucking beta zoid. <laughs> you're a good beta, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> so those complete misnomer, by the way. Whatever data is should be a beta zoid. Why? Because because he's beta and he's a zoid. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's a zoid. <laughs> yeah, he's a beta zoid yeah. in my mind. And then like when you were talking about like Deanna. Troy being this uh, beta zoid. I thought you were talking about data or something. <laughs> Be- data, beta data. Beta data. Yeah. yeah. She she annoys me. I do like her mom, though. I think she's... And she's in... Not only does she come back in TNG, she's also in Deep Space Nine. Um, she's a recurring character. Yeah. Well, she's, she seemed like she was like kind of up there in the hierarchy of the beta zoids. Yeah, she's some kind of like... Was ba- it Daughter ba- of the Fifth House... Right, holder whatever. of the chalice of reeks I jesus christ you remember this shit <laughs> told, i've seen a lot of star trek bro yeah it reminded me of also like if the Neuralink ever gets to that point where we can just kind of like be connected through wi-fi you know you and i just like streaming each other's consciousness dude right? that would be scary bro like beta zoids like beta zoids yeah. just be a beta we'll be betas <laughs> i wonder if you would be a beta you'd probably be a beta why Explain the fucking uh, what is it? Remember the uh, the movie uh, What Women Want? Yes. Yeah. The guy increasingly became a beta, right? Because he was able to understand <laughs> understand a woman, which means he was able to capitalize on their you know thoughts to to get you know whatever woman he wants. But by doing so, he became more of a beta. And then I don't I don't think I've actually seen the movie. It actually hurt his ability to be with women, right? Is that the whole? I think he became too beta for him to like be attractive. I think so. I think he was just like friend zoned real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, exactly. Which is crazy because you know women always say like I want someone like me, basically, right? Yeah, but they don't. They don't. No, it's all yeah, yeah. It's a it's a game. It is. I mean, it, it, on the men's side too. It's we play games too. Everyone's right? playing a game. Yeah, but. I, I'm pretty sure if you can hear suffering or a person's thoughts, and generally a person's thoughts aren't like always positive, mostly yeah. negative. Imagine, like the, the 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 sounds you hear are probably more negative. It's almost like, dude, imagine like your children, right? Like, imagine if you knew every moment they were sad. Yeah, you would. Your heart would break. Yeah, you would you know experience. I mean? Yeah, yeah. You your sense, but also your sensitivity to suffering would also diminish, maybe. Maybe. Right. Become, uh, what's that word? Apathetic. Apathetic. Uh, when you have overstimulus of something, if you play too many video games, you become... Desensitized. Desensitized. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Desensitized. Yeah. And yeah. It, it, I, I think the Neuralink would probably contribute a little bit to that, right? Yeah. Where you would just almost not care because like everyone has thoughts. Everyone has these things. Even you do. Yeah. If we're all connected. Yeah. Shit would have to really go down for someone to act i agree but imagine being connected to that fucking like crazy person in the corner of the street just yelling dude right and just like whoa dude i wonder yeah i wonder what that's like i wonder if you can do like bluetooth like there's a it's a proximity yeah, yeah. it's a proximity because uh, i mean betazoids seem seemingly have like they can so i think there's a fo- i think they have focus and this is why i think that right because mm-hmm. Her husband in that episode, the one that she marries, was also a Betazoid, right? No, he was like oh. a normal human. Oh, but he had a. He, okay, this is why it's a worse episode. He kind of like took advantage of her or something. Yeah. Oh, okay. He he was okay with her, 
uh, marrying her, but it wasn't the the woman of her, of his dreams. Literally, he oh. has dreams of this woman since a little kid, and for some reason, this ship comes up with like these diseased leopard people. Yeah, and one of the women there is the woman of her dreams oh, of his dreams. Okay, and then he he he, he goes with her. Right? He goes with them to to fix them, and also to marry her or whatever. Right. I, I think I vaguely, I, I vaguely remember this episode because you're right. It's like kind of a pointless episode, right? It's like, what? Yeah. It doesn't make sense, right? Like, what is, what is even the point? Yeah. And there's no, there's nothing linking for, it's like too wooey because yeah. if, if she was like a Betazoid type where she, maybe they're able to imprint, send, you know, dreams to people or that kind of species, then it would make sense. But they're just normal fucking people. Anyway, yeah, it was like um, I guess what I'm trying. Uh, sorry, real quick. I think it's a focusing thing, right? It's right. like it's like you can only listen to one person at a time intently. I don't think they get like to the point where it's like I can't listen, right? I think they have to focus on someone, just like you focus on speaking to some one person at a time. Is it visual, or is it like sensory? I think it's sensory. It's like you home in on someone, right? Okay, because like they they could be communicating on you know the fucking communications little telecommunications thing. But, like, she's able to, uh, like, feel out that person. Right. So I think you do have to be – you have to have some visual recognition of who you're speaking to. I think the, the auditory auditory and sight play into whatever this other sense is. Right. I'm pretty sure. It's just part of the calculation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could build models right now with just visual and auditory to determine, like, the sentiment of this person or yeah, how they speak. And exactly. You just build a model for it. I mean, all of, all of us are somewhat empathic, right? Yeah. Except for, you know, autistic people. True. <laughs> you yeah, know, you're right. Like super like Asperger's or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Super Asperger's. Yeah. yeah. Super, <laughs> super, super Asperger. Asperger. Yeah. Super Asperger brothers. <laughs> <laughs> the Italian plumbers are just like, just like focused on plumbing. The yeah, they're just room. like, bro, I, I got to finish this pipe. Like yeah, I, just over I and over finish. and over again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just building pipes forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apologies to anyone who has Asperger's listening to this. Yeah, I mean, like, um, we were just, yeah, just came up. Yeah, we're we're probably mildly something. Oh, something, yeah. I don't think autistic, but we're something. Yeah, we're fucked in the head. Let's put yeah. it that way. Yeah, beta zoids are funny, and yeah. it, it seems like Neuralink and whatever technologies could be a thing in the in the future where, um, if we can excite the same neurons that you excite in your brain and then trigger to my end, right? We'll have a full fledged kind of stream of consciousness i think this stuff should be banned though in certain situations in like political like i feel like this could be a downfall of society if someone knows what someone's thinking okay if i'm across if i'm across the table yeah of like kim jong what's the one current one what's the current kim jong yeah yeah i'm gonna be thinking you fucking scumbag the whole time right yeah but he's he has to be connected to it too yeah right, what so, if we both are yeah, yeah. but then, like this will be a whole kind of like I'm assuming by that point, everyone's going to like be jaded to each other, right? I guess. I think it's just going to be like the adoption of it is going to be like this huge. huge I could just see Trump walking into any room if he if he got if he gets elected again. I could see him walking into any room and the other leader is walking right out if they were linked up, right? Because they would hear immediately what he said it or be, thought. It might they might hear chirp chirp chirp. They, they, they might, might hear that. Like, they might hear like something like that, like yeah. Journey the whole time. And that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Do you hear music in your head when you uh, 
Like you, when? Like, can you hear music? Right now, no. I can. No, no, I right can turn it on. Yeah, you can turn it on your brain, right? Yeah. Some people can't do that. And I was wondering how they even listen to music or, or create a tune. Like, I can. Cre- it's not easy, though, for me. Yeah, but I mean, like, you have some semblance of, like, okay, yeah. that song went like that. I can hear in my head. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some people can't. I met someone who swore they didn't have a mind's eye. They couldn't create any imagery in their own mind. I met those people too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or I haven't met these. I read, read about, like, it's just completely linguistic. Yeah. Like, if you, if you say, imagine an elephant in your head, there's nothing there. They it's can't. just. Yeah. They can't. Like, I can see a trunk right now and, like, waving in the round and the ears. I can see it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder what. If you're missing that part, you probably optimize min maxing another part of your brain, which is like probably like highly processing of like sequences and. And this dude's a super intelligent guy, but he's yeah. like fucked in the head at the same time. Like he's very crazy eccentric, but he's very smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you, he's min maxing on some area. Him and I built the all the shaman theory craft for Warcraft. He was like my he was like my collaborator. Oh damn! Okay, yeah. so he's he probably like remembers all like the the sequences and like yeah he's like and... really good at just spitting out like numbers and yeah. like, what you would do in a sequence of events and boom 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 it's like boom 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 it's, and I was more the envisioning person like right but yeah but yeah yeah I'm way more uh, vision oriented I think I I can see like the orientation like if I could remember a graph it's the, it's an orientation of, of the page I read I see yeah, yeah. so it's like I can, it's in relation. It's almost like, um, you know, when people do like, uh, it's like a memory thing where you, it's not, not the mind palace, but you can, you walk down the street of a street that you've always walked and then you, you place items. So it's like a little mnemonic that you can do, right? It's to remember things. So if I do, need to do groceries, you can do this where you can imagine, okay, uh, carrots are next to the house here. I'm going to put, you know, milk on this mailbox here. You can recreate this thing in your head, yeah. Because it's easier to recreate uh, things in that space versus just remembering a list. Yes, right. Yes, it's a, it's a mnemonic. Yep. For people who can't do that, it's just straight up. I don't even know. I can't. I don't even. I can't understand how that feels. Yeah, neither can I, man. It just surfaces. Hmm. It's like yeah. I don't know. It's like, interesting though. When I remember, how do you remember a list? I usually write it down on my phone. Yeah, but so, so oh. like if, if someone tells you like, hey, recall that list. Yeah. How do you, how do you remember it? Um, I try to vis- I try to vision when I read it the first time on the page, right? Is it? Can you see? Can you kind of see it? Like, is it in a relation to one another? It, it's like a it's like a fuzzy kind of a, a ab- abstraction in my mind. Yeah. Right, and it's like kind of like oh this. Mm-hmm. But I also think there's a sequ- the sequential order. So if I remember the first thing, I yes. can remember the second and the third. Yeah. 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 So I, I could remember like the fourth thing I wrote, right? And then you can move up and down. Yeah. Yeah. And then I can kind of fill in some of the blanks. But yeah. I know the, the sequence of it. But that's based on the orientation of the mind pixels. Yep. Yeah. But it's also objects too. Like if I say I need apples, oranges, and bananas, I'll have pictures of apples, oranges, and bananas in my, in my head. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. You can – it's yeah. there, right? Yep. Yeah. Do, yep. do you place it there initially for you to remember it? Or Not really. Like, I think it's just an exercise. It's like part of the – it's part of the reciting, right? It like images yeah. get created. And then you just recall that weird 
I don't even know how to describe memory. Yeah, it, it's because it's fuzzy. It's not a real. It's not like a beautiful banana. It's like almost like the outline of a banana. Yeah, it's right? a platonic form of the banana. Yeah, it's the, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yellow, yummy in my mouth. Yeah, a little big, is that a big banana, or is it a, yeah. has a little curve in it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to see Phil and just using his hands to motion a penis. I'm Italian. I can't help it. Yeah. They have memes on Instagram of them tying Italians' hands together and then telling them like pasta sucks and shit. And they're like losing their minds because they can't use their hands. It's just, so, so, like, yeah. yeah, those handcuffs, right? Yeah. The handcuffs around the fingers. Italy's a shitty country, bro. And it's just, <laughs> just like, yeah. how would you respond to that? Third generation. I don't. You have a, some though, right? Like a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Of national. That's so weird to me. Like, still, I do have nationality. You're like, first nationals. generation, though. Well, I mean, yeah. I get. My dad was pretty much raised here, but yeah, you're like a one point five. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I'm pure American. Oh, yeah, me too. But I, what I'm yeah. saying is you're closer to the origin than I am, right? You're closer to the coming over. You're right. closer to the boat than I am, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm fresher off the boat. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that, should Actually, be the, that should be the name of our yeah. podcast. Fresh, Actually, yeah. Yeah. Fresher off the boat. Fresher off the boat. Who's well, your parents came over on the planes, though. Mine actually did come over on boats. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's wild, coming from Italy to Ellis Island. I right? can't imagine what that was like, dude. Did people died or no? It's not like it wasn't like the slave ships, right? Right. It's it not was like, bad, but it wasn't it's not like, like cholera the, was like no. I, I think people had like, pneumonia and you know all that kind of stuff with lung diseases and like you know, you know, DiCaprio just banging married women. Oh, oh, was that a uh, what? Gangs of New York? Was that? Are you talking no, about Titanic. That? Oh, Titanic. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He Fuck. was literally just banging, yeah, a married woman. Yeah. I think she was married or she was going to get married. Yeah. Like, if you remember in Godfather Part 2, when um, Vito comes over as a child, mm-hmm. he has tuberculosis, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and was it tuberculosis? Something like that. Yeah, he was sick. Yeah. Yeah, Godfather Part 2 was damn good. One and two are great, yeah. Yeah. I I have a thing for, I guess, one. It was like, yeah, one is great. It's very long, though, I remember. Well, both of them are like three hours long. Three and a half. Second one kind of felt faster to me. First one. It's because of the origin story. The origin story makes everything feel faster to me. I I love the origins. I like two better because there's an origin story and it goes back and forth. Now, there's a really rare collection where they took one and two Mm -hmm. and they put both in chronological order. It's called the Godfather Saga. What? And it's one movie and it's like six hours long, but they put it in chronological order. So it starts with Vito as a child and then ends with. God damn, I got to see this. Yeah. Damn, sounds pretty good. There's something to be said about having it non-linear, though. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. Right? Because they were, like, almost going through the same, not similar plights, but, like, there's struggle and, like, how struggles manifest through the generations, right? Yeah. You can go back and forth between Vito and uh, Michael. Yeah. I think the only reason why you and I are comparable is because I grew up in a in- insulated Italian environment. I think that counts as, like, removing a generation if you will. So if you're like 1.5, I'm actually a two because of the fact that I grew up in this very insular Italian American, like neighborhood. Right. Yeah. yeah. And for me, like I was pretty much raised around other white kids and not much right. like Asian culture. Yeah. Like where, where I was. So it's just kind of like, if you're, if you're born and raised here, then it's hard to develop a nationalism. It's like fake. I'll, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's fake. It's uh, it's a proxy nationalism.
for your for your country for your ancestral country. yeah yeah and and and, and 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 the reason why you know that is because if we go to our respective like ancestral countries they're going to call us fucking americans no matter how hard we try right oh absolutely yeah so yeah. that's that's the but you're well well aware of that as well oh yeah i know like you know like we have a italian co-worker and he makes you know point to make you know poke fun at me if i make something wrong right yeah. if i use the wrong ingredient right you know you should put the shackles on him the hand the finger shackles oh dude that'd be great yeah you should fa- finger shackle each other and then, and see, then like go on it like go off on each other yeah, like who, who, who can who who needs to take off the shackles first <laughs> yours is way more aggressive i feel though yeah he's more like um his is more like, like thin wristed <laughs> thin thin wristed kind of all all of the all of like the bad italians left italy and came just, and came to the united states just, dude. A little, just, <laughs> just a little bit you know you know how australia was like a prison penal colony yeah, it's like this. They they took like the worst of South Italy, like all the crazy people, the right. gangsters, and we all came over here. Yeah, and, just yeah, like violent, angry <laughs> Italians, like the, the crazy ones, just ship the them poorest. There's the poorest people right, that came here, right? Yeah, and, and the most adventurous, poorest and adventurous. That's why I think America is is um, phenotypically um, crazy. Mm, mm. Because you get the crazies, the people who don't want to be in their own yeah, homogenous yeah, yeah, yeah. country to come right. here, right? The venturesome people, the ones who want to fucking just go out. That's a really good point, man. The monkeys that want to leave their own the the, the Sahara. Yeah, yeah, those are the monkeys that we get in over You're here. Right, and I think that what that's what drove that's what drives this country to be the way it is, like landing the moon in ten years, like crazy shit like that. Where you we're just a bunch of fucking crazy people. Yeah, 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 yeah. and just based on just humanity, the genetic mm-hmm. kind of pool of crazies. Yeah, there's a common phenotype in America for the people who emigrated here. There's some common phenotype. Yeah, yeah I mean, talking to the coworkers here, they're all like, um, you can tell they're they're not like these homebodies. Yeah, right. It's like go 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 types. Like yeah. you know, like it's just they're phenotypically. I think they're different than the other people in their home country. I 100 percent agree. Yeah, yeah. And I look at my parents. I mean, some of them, of course, they come as as uh, you know, a young age, and they're not you know responsible for coming here but like my mom came here when in her 20s and she's a highly like i like to travel kind of lady yeah yeah so like it's in her genes somewhere that's given to me yeah that wildness right yeah yeah absolutely dude and it's passed down to you explains a lot <laughs> explains a lot of explains a lot of americans it does explains why we're so like irreverent and uh, we feel like when we're trotted on, we like lose our minds. Like it's very, yeah. yeah. Whereas mo- like if you go to, <laughs> I'm going to pick on the French, but the, well, the French had a lot of re- revolutions, but I feel like every, uh, especially in Europe, everyone's like, can you like stop? Like, can you mind your own fucking business and like stop being so loud and stirring the pot and like, just do, just like stay in your lane. Yeah. Right. That's how, that's how a lot of Europeans are. Stay in your lane, bro. Yeah. 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 I, I was, yeah. I was talking to, uh, a French person, and um, he was saying, "Oh yeah, uh, America is so young. America is so young. Like all the, it's like all you're, you're just going like America's just going through like the adolescent stage." Yeah, and I'm like, "That could be true, but I think it's America's just generally crazy." It's like, the phenotype. You, it's you, a phenotype. It's, it's, yeah. Your explanation is much more true. Yeah, I think the genealogies just, are just as ancient as anywhere else. Yeah. We're, we're the sink of all the crazy around the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And everyone's yeah. like the source of crazies, but they all that one percent just leave. Yeah. Also, that that whole thing about America being young is kind of bullshit. Like, America was a country before Italy was, right? 
Like Italy well, wasn't I mean, like no, 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 yeah. Now the groups of people, yes, they've yeah. been there much longer. The culture, the was, culture, yeah, yeah, is, yeah, you know, right, as old as. But yes, but I, but I even the point is that the genealogies are just as old, right? It's just it, you're right. It's it's a filtering of a certain genealogy that came here, certain genealogies that came here. How do you determine that through evolution? Is there like certain phenotypes in um, in species, like common species, hmm. but based on a certain kind of weird switch they would just branch out like that yeah it's like lone wolves right some like some lone wolves i mean a, a wolf expert would know way better than me but i think some lone wolves are actually cast out where others just do it they just they prefer alone um existence um bands of chimps that attacks other bands of chimps some chimps are more aggressive some some aren't mm-hmm. oh god there's probably whales that are much more individualistic um, I don't know, actually. So that's a really good question. I have, it varies, of course. It makes you wonder if the if the craze or the, the venture, some people would want to be with other venturesome people, or is it more they want to be alone? Is it a loner? Well, look at it this way. So let's look at the Puritans. Right? They 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 left England because they were being prosecu- prosecuted. Right? Yeah. So that was a clear like. Why they came? Well, they're effectively refugees, right? Right now, the Italians that came over in the early, in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, were usually poor, and were oppressed by their own governments. So, like, especially in southern Italy, so there's a lot of like mafia, basically. Right, but there's a lot of people who also stayed. Right, right. So the ones who left were, and it wasn't like they had means because they all came here with absolutely nothing. Yeah. So it wasn't that. It's adventurousness. It's like this. It's like let's yeah. fuck it, let's go. Yeah. yeah, let's pick up our shit and go. Now, keep in mind though. I think the reason why you don't see it so much in natural systems is because the selection coefficient is way stronger, right? So homogenization of like phenotype is much stronger in wolves. Like that lone wolf will probably starve to starve to death. I see. Right? They're not carrying a family and then and then bind or bonding with other lone wolves. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the loner adventure phenotype doesn't really persist in in. A lot of species. I think it's extremely rare because of that reason. Like you, the, the selection pressure is just way too strong. So it's like a human thing. Is it, I, think. I think it's a human thing. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some higher primates, but. Yeah. Fuck, man. If you think about like all the uh, like Neanderthals and like, going back back in the day and shit, right? Yeah. Like, did that. All of that shit happened. This kind of mixing and matching and yeah. leaving the town, bonding with other loners and. Damn. Yeah, we needed a Neuralink to to link everyone together. Yeah, and just bind, you know, just fucking. Dude, imagine like having a Neuralink and just orgasming together. <laughs> what? Hold on. Why did your mind go there? <laughs> <laughs> it's a thanks Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. What are you giving thanks for? The orgasm. The orgasm. Okay. Yeah. The orgasm is weird because like, uh, it it is. Into- Entirely biological. Yeah. But I feel like humans Make enjoy it, it way more than a fucking horse. Uh, I think that's because you're human and you can... <laughs> right? I think the drive... The horse is like, you don't know me. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, Man, I'm having a great time. <laughs> well, a lot of horses don't even get a chance to have an orgasm. Or they do, but they, they're banging like a fake horse, right? A lot of them, like the ones that go out the stud, they're like... 
they set up a fake horse for That's him. That's so catch. sad. I, it is sad. I've seen, I've seen a horse do that in Germany. And I'm just looking at the poor thing like. Yeah. Yeah, that's just like a flashlight, right? Yeah. I, banging. I think what I'm trying to say is, is like orgasms have to feel good for a species to procreate. Because it, it's a risky – for a lot of species, it's a very risky action, right? For us, well, it's not. Yeah, because like the moment you do it, you some species almost die, right? Some species almost die, plus you are uh, a lot of times exposed. Yeah. Right? So like – Two bird, two squirrels having sex can't see a hawk coming, you know. Um, you can't you can say, "Hey, hey, look behind me." I'll look out that nah, way. They're t- way too focused on what's going on. There's no way. Yeah, but it's yeah. really quick. I feel like a lot of species are premature ejaculators in, in our. They are, our- <laughs> but think about why that is. Well, because they have to get, they have to uh, min max the, the yeah. speed because like shit might go down. So those but why that- horses? Though horses, what's the predator for horses? Uh, wolves. Wolves kill horses. Back when there was more wolves and there was like more overlap between predators, um, I mean, yeah, it, it's hard to kill a horse. But I mean, you're not doing ten like, wolves can fuck a horse up. Yeah, but a horse isn't doing you know ten minutes of foreplay. It's like <laughs> no, they're not. They're banging really quick, right? Yeah. All animals, do. you know, you hit upon something really important, right? Yeah. And I think that's because is it's a risky business right. to sit there for ten minutes. Yeah. Right. And the human just has more time because now our selection pressure. So it makes me think the yeah. Neanderthals probably had. Pretty pretty fast, pr- premature ejaculators. But wouldn't that be beneficial? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, back in the day, before like oh, yeah, development yeah. of oh like, yeah, yeah. yeah, and our and our early ancestors maybe yeah. They came in ugh and zug, just like ugh, and then ugh. maybe and then maybe ugh, zug. <laughs> not to each other, but you know, you, well, Martha, <laughs> Martha. I love how the males are named ugh and zug and the females named Martha, Martha and Leslie. Leslie. <laughs> so, um, fuck. The orgasm. Yeah. So I think uh, I think there was selection pressure after, as selection eased mm-hmm. for the human race. I guarantee you, there is female choice based upon a man not having the premature. Yes. Ooh. So then, because- the selective pressure for a prolonged pleasure. Okay. On the female. Are you ready to get deep? Let's go deep, dude. All right. Uh, don't go deep in me. No, I won't. I, I won't. The, pe- the, the way the structure the structure of the male penis. The, do you know what the head's for? What do you think? I'm trying to imagine all the other species' penises. They don't. They look pretty. S- <laughs> they're smooth. pretty streamlined, right? Yeah, they look. Um, yeah, like a little. Like they, they look. No, but like. Hmm. Like you, you have a dog. You've seen your dog. Right? You, like that's a well, very, he was he was uh, uh, neutered, but I, I've penis, seen though. yeah, but it's yeah. like this tiny little oh, you red, don't see red, come out little tiny little yeah, red yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So interestingly enough, most mammals have penile bones. Men, uh, uh, humans don't. There's bones. no bone right in the penis and that actually helps it stay rigid. So, but the but the head of the penis, believe it or not, the reason why it's shaped the way it is, is to scoop out competitors' semen. Damn! So it's like a little shovel. Yeah. So it's like a. It's like a, yeah. The, goes the, in and pulls out. Because because uh, imagine a mushroom and like right. if you put a mushroom in a woman's vagina and pull that mushroom out, you'll have some in that little right. <laughs> so a little little flap on the mushroom. Yeah. I bet you there was selective pressure when things got a little bit easier for us. I think it actually benefited the male who was able to do it longer because he was able to get more of it out if there was another male involved. Interesting. 
Are are, are chimps' penises similar? God, I don't dude, think AI so. AI generation for this is going to be a wild. I know. Dude, I'm gonna sorry, to, like, you're going to have a hard time with this. I have to do negative prompts for penis. I, I think uh, I don't know. I, I I don't. I can't envision a chimps right now in my head. But yeah, I don't know if it's shaped the same or not. My my image it looks like a dog's penis. I don't know. I think so. Um, <laughs> I see our subscriber count just drop. Anyway, but like, uh, thank you for all the new subscribers. By the way, we noticed a little bit of a growth spike. Yes, very. Um, it, it's like a validation for our narcissism. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Oh, we're going to um, do a, a special thank you at the end of this episode, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, we're, I, don't, I don't even know how we got on this topic. Uh, orgasms are amazing. And why is it biologically, like, um, oh. why was there evolutionary pressure for the orgasm? It's incentivization, I think. But why is it so long, though? Now, like, sex is, like, 20 minutes long, like, you know. Well, I, I think... <laughs> Okay, there's there's still no, a lot there's of, foreplay and all that jazz, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For for humans, you it, know it's why? just not even found at all. I mean, what's the longest foreplay in, in other species? foreplay exists for women? Women have a very hard time, interesting, yeah, yeah. reaching climax, right? Right. That is a very interesting evolutionary question that I don't know the answer to. Mm-hmm. I guess because it didn't matter, female female climaxing didn't matter because you don't need it for impregnation, right? Yeah. So I think that's probably why it's so hard, if I had to guess evolutionarily why it's so hard. Mm-hmm. But any man that was able to, to do some, something longer would help at least in some regard to that. But, yeah, w- women have a harder time. Men just have – men just, just kind of have – for most men, it's a very easy thing, right? Right. And that's a very interesting evolutionary difference between us, I, I think. Yeah. Damn. All right, let's go to the thank yous. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Phil. <laughs> thank um, you for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, so, yeah. Uh, what are you thankful for this year? Because it is Thanksgiving. Yeah. I wanted to do, like, a certain segment. Like, little chaotic... Chaos people, thank you. Yeah. For all the, the chaos in the world. A little chaotic thank you for all the, the things in the world. Right? Yeah. You go first. You go first? Yeah. All right. I like to thank... Charles Darwin for giving us an, an explanation, starting us, starting us on a journey to realizing that we are just slaves to our genetics. <laughs> and Gregor Mendel was a very instrumental in that as well. So both of them actually, yeah, we are just, yeah, almost, almost deterministic part of like this weird algorithm of the DNA. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, uh, it gives us, even though it's, it, yeah, I was trying to be tongue in cheek with it. Um, it actually gives us a lot of insights into who we are and why we do what we do. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that. I mean, I don't know if I would study another branch of science, but um, I love studying genetics and evolution because I think it's fascinating. And, uh, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, David Fincher, for the social network. <laughs> Uh, because uh, that's kind of what made me go into programming. Really? Yeah. So uh, I watched because I, I was a, a new. I graduated uh, as a philosophy major or philosophy and, and math, and then um, I studied. Went to pre pre med. Uh, didn't get into any medical schools, and so then, you know, my dad said, "All right, you can get some padding. Go back. Go to like higher level biology, and then try again later, or you know, work at a hospital or something." 
to develop your resume. I just watched the social network and then I'm like, okay, I can make this. And I learned, how to, pro- I learned how to program in like three months. Just like, I was, I always wanted to ask you how you went from philosophy to programming. I went f- philosophy programming or philosophy math to pre-med to, uh, to programming and, and just all social network kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. I read, uh, the, the, the open source for, uh, Drupal and PHP learned how to program. Fascinating, and yeah, you build read. you build a career just based on your your self taught knowledge of how to code. Like you, just, and your and yeah. your drive was that. Yeah. So thank you, David Fincher, for giving me that, and now being, yeah, now being a cog in a <laughs> cog in the social, or I mean, uh, okay, in the, in the engineering world where I have to like type in and debug code and get stressed about like dealing with younger programmers. Thank you. I would like to thank a teacher that I had. His, I, I won't give his last name. His name is John. And if you guys listen to the Multiverse Me episode, I, um, you know that I kind of transitioned from law enforcement to, to genetics, science, biology. And I remember when I, when I went back for my master's, um, I had to take some prerequisites, undergraduate courses. And the first one I took was cells. Damn. So it's like, you know, undergraduate cells. Right. Bio 101, basically, right? This is like you're going back into it, right? Like I last time I had biology was sophomore year of high school, which was oh damn, so yeah. like yeah. and I didn't pay attention at all, right? right? So basically, I get into the room and it says you know stadium style seating and whatever. I'm I sit all the way in the back because I'm like older. Everyone's like freshman in, col- in college, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, and this guy gives a quiz the first day, and it's a five question quiz, bro. That could have been in Greek, and I would have scored better, right? Damn. I don't know what the fuck he was asking. I don't remember what it was, but it was about like, you know, enzymes and all this stuff. Right. 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 So I'm like, so I just circle whatever, basically. Right. At the end of the class, I go down, down to the bottom of the class. And I said, listen, I, I don't know any of this. Like, I feel out of place. I'm, I, I I don't know if I can do this. And he Mm -hmm. said, looked at me and said, I'll teach you all the biology you'll ever need to know. And I came back the next day because he said that. And I don't know where I would be if he didn't say that. Damn. So, yeah. like, the teachers matter, right? Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Respect your fucking teachers, man. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah. It, it also, like, sh- it's also, like, this um, this almost Confucian style of, like, you reached out to him and all- he reached out to you. Yeah. You had a genuine moment with him and, therefore, he was able to have genuine moments with you. Yeah. I think if you are a student, you know, reach out to your teachers. They're, yeah. they're as human, you know, you might be young. You might think that they're just doing for the job or whatever it is, or they're jaded. No, talk to them. Yep. Yeah. And they'll, they might, re- you might be surprised. And then I wound up getting A in the fucking class, dude. God like, damn I went dude. from no knowledge basically to, I mean, obviously he didn't teach me all the biology I ever needed to know, but right. he taught me everything I needed to know for that class. Yeah. God damn. Yep. So it's like, I, I was like literally going to like switch out and, and stop. I was like, I, this is beyond me. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, it was. Yeah, now to yeah. PhD geneticist. Yep. Yeah. Just took one person to say the right thing to me. That is crazy. Like that one, just poof, like a like a. If you think about yourself as like a like a species, right, and just like a radiant, like all the multiverses of you. Yeah. If if he didn't say that. Right. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'm pretty damn sure I wouldn't have went to the next class because I was scared, bro. I was like, this is too much. Yeah. Why were you so honest? I don't know. I don't know what made me go. I think it was I was older and I didn't feel like I really, uh, when you know, when you're a freshman and when you're a freshman, 
I think you would feel really weird going up to someone and saying that, right? I think that's what it is. When you're older, you're a little more like candid about um, your struggle. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's a, a good thing. Like, thank you for being candid for your struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Thank You for Smoking? Was that movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Zen Buddhism, for allowing me to to meditate. Yeah, to I think that really helped me. Um, I think meditation in general, I, I like to be thankful for. Mm. Like, it's a crazy human thing to even try to develop meditation at all, right? Yeah. Like, why? Why? There's no evolutionary pressure to to meditate. Like, you should just be the grind, right? Like the grind of life. I have to agree with you, dude. That is one of the most human things I can think of. To meditate. Yeah, it's beyond biology to me. I'm sure some some behavioralist out there will tell me that I'm wrong mm-hmm. and that animals engage in some level of it, but I have never seen any animal do anything. The closest I can think of is like when it – do you ever see when your dog chews a toy and he kind of gets like really into it and his eyes kind of like cl- – my, my dog's <laughs> eyes used to kind of close. Yeah, no, you, 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 his eyes roll back and just like – And they're just kind of like, man, this is a good toy. Do you ever see them do that? That's an orgasm. That's Maybe, a, I, but they're not like aroused when this is happening. At least my dog wasn't. But it's like a like if you scratch a dog's like under uh, like yeah. under his neck, he might like just get his. So I, I guess what I'm saying, I wonder. If, I wonder if animals can go to a place in their mind. I wonder of more bliss. Yeah, like just by triggering, like just being by doing something, they can trigger this state. Yeah. Right. But anyway, I think regardless, even if there is an analog somewhere, I feel like that is a very that is probably one of the most human behaviors I've ever I can think of. Yeah, I think the most human behavior for me is contemplating suicide. Mm. Yeah, I think that's, that's another very good example. Yeah, so like, you know, I, I you know I struggled with it like a long time ago. Yeah, and like I think meditation kind of eased me out of that, and I think that's. Do you important. think one? Do you think they're opposite ends of the spectrum of each other in some ways? Suicidality and uh, meditation. Maybe, I think. I, yeah, I, you can either view it as a problem and a solution, and it's part of the same coin, or it's like it's just a whole bad, just a state of humanity that you can get yourself into. Yeah, but uh, yeah, meditation definitely. Thank you to that. Yeah. This is a really dark question, but I'm going to ask it because it's cast people. Do you think there's a phenotypic? Do you think suicidality is a phenotypic? Uh, is more regular in the in the in in the cultural phenotype of Japan because of the culture that it was so. It was one of the few cultures that I can think of that it actually regularized regular regularized its practice, especially with samurai. Um, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you think it occurs? The idolization of suicide, you mean? Like of Japanese culture is somewhat. It's, it's less taboo than many other cultures. Probably the, probably it's the least taboo in Japan. Yeah. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if it allowed suicidal people to persist more than other cultures, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Because it's like, uh, if, if you show enough pride for your family, for your, you know, your people to commit suicide for, you're also going to be like uh, desired, I think maybe. And so yeah. And you would have children before you did it. Right. Pass those genes on. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah. 
No, that's yeah. probably true. There's some probably some at least some selective pressure percentage, for it. There's some yeah. percentage. Yeah. But also, Japan's rough for young kids, and yeah, like it's oh, like n- now yes. the grind and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's whole full fledged kind of issue. Um, yeah, that, I wasn't trying. That wasn't trying to downplay anything you went through. I was just it no, made no. me think about it. Well, no, I mean, yeah. like not to expose too much, but there's genetic um, correlation yeah, yeah, yeah. to how, the way I experience. Yeah, you know, those. Things, no, I understand. So. Meditation. Thank you. Thank you, meditation. Yeah, I'm really glad my co-host is here. <laughs> in many ways, here yeah. as in many ways, but we're all this. We're just one thing. If I committed suicide a long time ago, it's just been like, you know, it's a, it's just a one. We're a one thing, right? Yeah, you would have just it's I, my, my ripple effect in society would have existed in some way, maybe like a sixth degree of might have reached you the ripples. Yeah. So I mean, I, I guess like be um. Be proactive with life to make a lot of ripples, positive ripples. So and if you, when you are, are gone, gone, yeah. So when you are gone, those ripples can affect me and you and yeah. everyone else. And if you are feeling that way, man, go get help. Call call the hotline. Talk to your friends. You know whatever yeah. you got to do. And yeah. uh, you know, think about meditation as well. Yeah, like, um, it's it's good to occupy your mind with with solutions. Yeah, and me- meditation is a potential solution. Um, okay, that, I have to somehow, fucking dark, dude. I have We're to supposed su- to be like some like, tongue in cheek about. This. Sorry, I'm to, I have to somehow like uh, come out of that. Let me Carl think. Sagan, do Carl Sagan. Thank you, Carl Sagan. Yeah, he's a good one. Thank you, Carl Sagan, for providing us memes, but mostly because uh, giving us the sense of wonder. Um, and despite your gonorrhea, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't actually have gonorrhea. Everyone was it's a joke from an old episode. Yeah. Anyway, like, well, he might have. He might have. You never know. Yeah, yeah. And then he had to go cosmic nihilism to, a, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to get, to meditate out of the uh, the suffering of the gonorrhea. But. Yeah, I guess. Thank you for giving giving us a place to go, uh, other than destruction, as uh, an optimization strategy for the human race. And there's a lot of other people that are under that boat in that camp. But Carl Sagan was pretty influential to a lot of people. Um, he was instrumental in getting that golden disc put on Voyager, right? That was all him. Damn. Uh, the one with, you know, the sounds and the yeah, languages yeah, and all like that stuff. Because he re- truly believed in a future for humanity that was in the stars. So that yeah. was a big, yeah. And I think that's the reverberating effects of him, you know, going to like, you know, Elon Musk and, you know, people yeah. who are interested in astro- you know, like the space and whatnot. I think it's entirely um, based on that kind of he popularized a lot of it and like made it more accessible to people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Star Trek motion picture, the first movie Star Trek did was Voyager becomes self aware. Damn AI, yeah. It's like how I guess kind the, of yeah. yeah, but like I don't know what happened to it out out in space, but it be- somehow it became self aware. I forget I forget what happened, but I don't know if it came in contact with another race or whatever it was. But so yeah, thank you, Star Trek. Oh, there you go. Yeah, thank you, Star Trek, for although the execution uh, is not great at times, the uh, the moral dilemmas for each episode is is quite um, intriguing, right? Like the uh, the Beta Zoid episode, even though it's a shitty episode, mm-hmm. it makes you think about like, okay, if you do have Beta Zoid abilities, you know, and like all, all, we go through Star Trek a lot, um, and it gives us a lot of content to work with. Uh, thank you, Star Trek. Thank you, Scarlett Johansson. What are you? 
<laughs> okay, I need to know why you thanked her. There's, there's nothing, nothing. Just, just Carl Johansson. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I like that. Um, let's see. Thank you. Uh, oh, this is a tough one. Thank you, video games. Yeah, you're a WoW guy, right? I used to. I used to. I think video games definitely. You know, it's unfortunate that society. It's got, of course, much more mainstream now, but. I think still to this day, video games are looked at very um, negatively, and you can easily get down a rabbit hole and become very addicted to them, and that is a negative. However, if I didn't play video games when I was a kid, I wouldn't be as I, 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 it was it was a level of escape for me. Number one, from things that were going on in my, in my life that I wasn't really didn't want to be a huge part of. Two, I learned so much from playing video games, just from reading texts. Right. Mm. I remember when I first played like Final Fantasy, I learned so many new words. Yeah. That I wouldn't have learned any other any other way, you know? I mean uh, a lot a lot of useless ones too. Like I don't need to know that uh, what an elixir is or something. But no, you do. Right? I guess so. Or or a Phoenix Down. I don't need to know. Well, Phoenix Down was a weird one, but let's think of <laughs> like, you know, uh reagent, right? All right. Before before I got to chemistry, I knew what a reagent was because of wow. It was Final Fantasy. Oh, you mean yeah. oh wow, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all these all these kind of things like yeah. Yeah. I, there, there's definitely um it's a Venn diagram of of knowledge out there in a more presentable way and you know, it's whatever world experience you have, that Venn diagram can be more overlapped, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think video games are in its best form, a very, very good exercise for people who are I hate, intelligent. Like I think intelligent people really like video games because it gives them a stimulus that's better than just watching TV. Well, it's interactive. You know, it's interactive, yeah. Yeah, I think the interactive, which I don't get with like Twitch and everything where you watch people playing. I never understood that. I mean, I'm too old to as a, as a uh, person to... I will say this, like I, I, I thought that I thought that too, and I still kind of think that way. Like, why watch someone play a video game? You can also you can play, but that game I told you about, Halls of Torment, mm-hmm. I learned about it watching Asmongold play it. Right? Yeah, like, but I mean, like you could have gone that through IGN, reading a review, and then. But I don't do that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I would have, I would have completely missed that game if it wasn't for Asmongold. I see. That's my point. Right. Which is a person who plays a Twitch streamer who plays. Asmongold's a Twitch streamer. If you don't know who he is, he's pretty big. But if you don't know who he is, yeah, yeah, we should we should do an episode of Asmongold one time. (laughs) He's an interesting guy, man. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. I think. Thank you. I mean, this is the end. Thank you uh, to all the viewers, to all the everyone. To um, I mean, I said it before. Who uh, validates our narcissism in some way? Uh, I mean, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we didn't think we're mildly interesting or anything. Right. Right. But we're not I think we're humble enough to think that we're not the shit either. We're just yeah. this is fun. That we're we're doing what we would normally do on break anyway. Absolutely. And uh it's given us a it's really kind of given us a way to I don't know, I think we we can detune a little bit. Like today, you know, as Nick and I were before we got in this room, I was just like, Man, today is one of those days. And I feel like ten times better. You know, just kind of detuning a little bit, talking. Yeah. It gives us ideas. Uh, it's a way for us to talk about our research and like AI, which we'll, we'll get back to. We haven't done an AI episode in a while, but we'll get back to it. Um, but I think the last and final thank you is to family, girlfriend, friends. Yes. Yeah. Like 
all the people in my life that um, make it worth living. Yeah, I mean, family is weird, right? The um, the genetic similarity and the physical proximity proximity in childhood necessitates some kind of event that you do yearly based on how the relational position on earth around the sun and we rejoice for some reason monkeys just rejoicing based on what the position of the sun yeah yeah it's uh it's weird but it and it gives you a smile and please enjoy it because we're we're on the tail end of our lives when it comes to like experiencing our friends and family it's handful of times probably see some of them yeah so it's like I don't get to see my mom and my brother like once or twice a year now, you know? Yeah. So, you know, the ripple effects of of them are a little more muted or, you know, the intervals are much less. So make them, make the amplitude stronger mm. because the intervals are, you know, far and few now. Yeah. As a side note, I know we just said around the sun, it always blows my mind. Like, of course, people early people like worship the sun as a god the sun is fucking crazy dude a nuclear reactor in the sky and just, and goes just around, yeah, yeah like it's just heat and like light and life and like and this thing is 93 million miles away from us 93 million miles away <laughs> thank you sun yeah, yeah thank you sun <laughs> thank you sun because well, we wouldn't be here because without you <laughs> well i mean the, uh i think richard feynman phrases weird or brilliantly we're just po- we're just batteries on our on everyone's a battery of the sun here mm. because we're we get the sun's energy literally uh, gas makes plants yeah right the gas turns into a plant because all the carbon's in, in the air yeah, yeah yeah so that's the physical part of the plant yeah plants are eaten by animals carbon life forms and they so, breathe out oxygen by yeah. the way so there's yeah. there's this the gas is us yeah condensed gas which is powered by the sun. Yeah. So we're just fucking. Thank you, gas. Thank you, sun. <laughs> thank you, sun. Thank you, moon. Something like that like this is not a nursery thank rhyme. Thank you, sun. Yeah, thank yeah. you, moon. <laughs> oh, it was good night. Good night, moon. Good night, moon is the book I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. Well, a very chaotic thank you, and please enjoy uh, time with them. Yeah, sorry about the penis. All the penis talk. Thank you, vagina. <laughs> uh, we haven't forgotten about you. Yeah, we're a little one-sided on this podcast, but yeah. thank you, Vagina. Yeah, thank you, Vagina. The the butterfly in our lives, the yeah. the the, the reason for living. <laughs> the butterfly in our lives, the the flower, the beautiful flower, the the curtain behind. <laughs> oh, the curtain! The the Wizard of Oz, right? The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the Wizard of Oz guy, like inside yeah. the vagina. He's just like, He's like pulling pulling levers yeah, and yeah. just like making the projection. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being a uh, interdimensional portal for me and my kids. Yeah. 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 We wouldn't be here without that either. Thank you, vagina. And thank you. All right. Have a good one. We'd like to end this podcast with a quote by Eckhart Tolle. Acknowledging the good that you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. Thank you for tuning in to Chaos People and joining us as we embraced the chaos. You can find Chaos People on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts by searching for Chaos People. You can also find us on YouTube by searching for at Chaos People Podcast.
That's an ampersand followed by Chaos People Podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, please click on the donation links found either in the show notes or in the YouTube description. Currently, you can support this podcast via Patreon or via Spotify, which will directly help us buy more computing power to create better audio content and video content for the podcasts. You can also follow Chaos People on Twitter by searching for the handle at chaospeoplepod. You can email us at chaospeoplepodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast on whatever platform you choose. Thank you so much.